whatever you and me have to receive from God, whatever God has for you, it does not take time. You can receive it today. The thing is, it is not about God that he is withholding something from us. It is about us when you and me are ready to receive it. See, when God called Abraham with a promise at the age of 75, God was ready to bless him with that promise. But it took 25 years for Abraham to work that out. It took 25 years for Abraham to become worthy in his mind of that promise. See, God finds us worthy. God finds us deserving of our love. That's why he does it. But do you find yourself worthy and deserving of his blessing? The issue is, guys, a lot of us have got a lot of promises in our life. And the reason why we have not seen, we haven't seen those promises yet manifest is because we struggle with ourselves to become worthy of receiving that promise. Are you listening to me? And because we are wondering, we are trying to work our worthiness, we are not receiving the promise, we are trying to achieve the promise. We are trying to work for that promise. See, receiving happens instantly. If I give you a gift, it doesn't take you time. You just receive it, it happens instantly. So receiving never involves time. It has nothing to do with time. It always matters about the condition of your heart. So if, if anything is taking for your promise to manifest, if your promise is taking time, that means you are not ready to receive it. It's not about God. It's not about, you know, when the right time will come, God will do it. You know, the question is, are you ready to receive it? And most times, I've, I've found that most times in my life, the reason why I don't receive the promise is not because God was not ready, because I was not ready, because I felt I was not worthy enough to receive that promise. So the first question that I want to ask you is, do you think you're worthy enough? The blessing that you're seeking for in Jesus, whatever blessing it is, you know, be it life, health, wealth, you know, whatever blessing it is, ask yourself, do you think you're worthy? You're worthy of his love. You're worthy of his grace. You're worthy of his mercy and kindness. Or are you trying to work it out? See, imagine this. Ashish comes on a Sunday and I give him a gift. I give Ashish a gift. I give him a brand new iPhone, iPhone 12. I don't know how much that costs. About 1.2 lakh rupees, okay? Now imagine Ashish, you know, he got the gift, he saw the gift, he saw, man, this is iPhone 12, it costs like about 1.2 lakhs rupees. He's thinking in his mind, 1.2 lakhs. And, you know, he takes out his phone and he sends me the money, 1.2 lakhs through, you know, net banking, through bank transfer. How do you think I'll respond? I'll be like, dude, what's wrong with you? Because this is a gift. And because this is a gift, I'm not expecting anything from you apart from appreciating the gift and just receiving it. Okay. And I'm telling you guys, most of you can't even appreciate a compliment. <laughs> Forget a gift. Right? You haven't even got a compliment. So how can you take a gift and think about it? This just multiplies 
in our relationship with God, when God wants to bless us, we are trying to earn it. God, you want to give me this? You know what? I'll work for this. I'll pray like 75 hours. I'll read the Bible. You know, I'll give this money to so many people. No. So why is God giving you? Why is God blessing you? Because he wants to bless you. That's his heart. That's his heart. So stop trying to work out your worthiness. Stop trying to earn for his favor. Earn for his blessings. In the kingdom, you can't earn his blessings. In the kingdom, you can only receive. So receiving does not take time. So if any promise is taking time for you to receive, that means you're not ready to receive. Something is happening in the heart which is stopping you from receiving that blessing. What is that? Is it worthiness? Is it that you think that you, know, you need to work for it? You think that you need to, you know, you're not deserving about it yet. You think that it's not the right time. That could also be the case. Like for most of you, God already has whom you, you know, want to marry, but you're not ready yet, and which is fine, which is absolutely fine. But it is not up to God. It's not on God. You understand what I'm saying? It's on to us. That if we are not receiving something instantly, something that God has for us, it's because we are not ready for, about it. We are not ready for it. Does that make sense? Okay. I want to show you a verse. Uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. What does it say? Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I'm reading from verse 18. Then verse 19 says, Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Think about this. Jesus saying, if two of you can agree on one thing, whatever you ask, God will give you. So yesterday, I went for this youth camp and somebody asked me, you know, Jesus said, if two, of, two or more agree, God will give me, can't I just do it alone? Can't I just agree alone and get it? Okay. Now here's the thing, guys. When somebody is struggling in, for example, somebody is struggling in sickness, when two or three gather, you know, and they pray for him, they can be healed. Why? Because they have agreed on one thing, right? But I want to teach you on how you can do it by yourself. Okay? We need community that agree upon, and, you know, we need community that agree upon a vision and that manifest that vision. Yes, but I also want to teach you how you can do it by yourself. So this verse in particular, when Jesus said, if two of you, two or more, if they agree on one thing, whatever you desire, the Father will give you. How can that be applied to yourself when you're alone? How can that be applied? Okay. For that, I want you to take your, past, take your Bibles to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. So this is the parable of the sower. I think we have done this so many times, right? And we have done this so many times because this is one of the most important parables. Why is it one of the most important parables? Is because 
you know this parable is mentioned three out of four gospels it's mentioned in matthew mark luke and second jesus said jesus said if you don't understand this parable you will not understand any parable so this parable is a key parable what is it it's a key parable if you don't understand this parable you will not understand any parable i thought luke 15 where the you know the younger son comes back home that's the most important parable but jesus is saying if you don't understand this parable you will not understand any parable so this parable is very important okay so turn with me to luke chapter 8 verse 5 it says a sower went out to sow his seed and as he sowed some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air devoured it and some fell on the rock and as it grew up it withered away because it had no moisture and some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up with it and choked it and some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold as he said these things he called out he who has ears to hear let him hear and i want to say the same thing he who has ears let him hear do you do you have an ear then hear okay so what's the story about there's a sower he is sowing out a seed right this the quality of the seed is the same the person who is sowing is also the same there's no partiality now when he is sowing he's sowing in different types of soil the first one is on the road the second one is on a rock the third one is on thorny bushes the fourth one is the good soil depending on the type of soil the result is different some has absolutely no result in the other one has some result in the next one has a little bit more result in the final one you see hundredfold result now the question is which one do you want to be which soil do you want to be do you want to be zero 30% 60% or 100 fold result you want in your life that's the key think about it 100 fold result now let's read luke chapter 8 let's read from verse verse 9 and when his disciple asked him what this parable meant he said to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of god say with me to you it has been not earned you don't have to earn you don't have to work for it it has been given what has been given to you the secrets of the kingdom they are secrets to you it has been given the secrets of the kingdom of god but for others they are in parables see i thought jesus spoke in parables so that everybody could understand but jesus is speaking in parables not because everybody could understand so that the secrets of the kingdom will only be revealed to the children are you getting this yes. see jesus did not speak in parables to make it simple jesus spoke in parables to hide the truth so that only the children of god could receive the truth because it's only for the children that secrets of the kingdom are given but for others it's in parables that's why he says so that seeing they may not see they see it but they will not see it and hearing they may not understand they are hearing it but they will not understand so if you are a child of god if you have the holy spirit in you the holy spirit will reveal the secrets of the kingdom of god 
That's why he spoke in parables. He did not speak in parables to reveal the truth. He spoke in parables to hide the truth. So that it is revealed to you. Isn't that amazing? Now see this. Verse 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. What is the word of God? The seed. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. What's the first one? So the seed is the word of God. Your, the soil is your heart. Correct? The first type of heart is the one which has heard it but has not received it. They have heard it and they have not received it. And because they have not received it, the devil comes and snatches it away. Why have they not received it? Do you know why? Let's read the second one. You will find the clue. 12. The ones along the path, sorry, verse 13. And the ones on the rock are those who when they hear the word, receive it with joy. So what was missing from the first one? They did not receive it with joy. They were offended. They came to church offended. Because of something that happened last night or something that happened today morning. They got offended. That's why they did not receive the word. Are you listening to me? So people who are offended, they hear it, but they don't receive the word. And what happens is the devil comes and snatches away that word. So there's absolutely no fruit. Right? The next ones are those who hear the word. They receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing fall away. What has happened? They've heard it. They've received it with joy. But the joy was not sustained. It did not sustain for long. And because it did not sustain for long, what happened? When testing happened, they fell away. Right? Let's see verse 14. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life that their fruit does not mature. See, the three kind of heart represents three kind of emotions. The first one is offense. The second one is unsustainable joy. Joy that is not sustained. It's instant joy, instant joy, but it's not sustained. The third one is stressed out stressed out and greed you see the pleasures of life you see somebody you know prospering greed stressed out you lose the word in you the fourth one the last one which is the good soil verse 15 as for that in the good soil they are those who hearing the word hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. See, what is a good heart? A good heart is a heart that has taken control of their emotions. What is a good heart? A good heart is a heart that has taken control of their emotions. They are not offended. They are, you know, they receive it with joy and a joy that is sustainable and they build it with patience. They stay on the word with patience. See, whatever God wants to do in our life, whatever God wants to do in our life, it is all about the heart. Are you listening to me, guys? Whatever God wants to do in our life is about the heart. It's about the condition of the heart. 
that's why this whole journey is all about because if the condition of your heart is right you will always bear hundredfold result it's all about the heart now ask yourself how many of you really know how to manage your emotions i don't that's why i'm speaking about this we are stressful we we struggle with greed we struggle with jealousy we struggle with anger we struggle with offense and our heart is all over the place but god is interested in what goes in your heart because if your heart can be worked out my goodness hundredfold result you will have always when you receive the word hundredfold result now come back to matthew chapter 18 verse 19 okay what does it say if two of you agree now you, are you a spirit or are you the mind or the body what are you you're the spirit you're the spirit that has a mind and a body now here's the thing your mind has two components one is your thinking mind the other one is your emotional mind the feeling mind the feeling mind is what we call the heart right so your mind has your thinking mind and the mind also has your heart when your mind when your thinking mind and your feeling mind is agreeing upon what the spirit is agreeing upon anything that you desire your father will give you are you listening to me when your feeling mind and your thinking mind agrees upon what your spirit agrees upon whatever you desire your father will give you you will receive it instantly the issue is that most times our thinking mind is agreeing upon the spirit but our emotional mind is hey why i'm thinking that i'm prosperous i'm thinking that i'm generous but you don't feel generous you struggle in your heart you struggle with your emotions your emotions are all over the place and that's why you don't receive what god has for you but the moment your emotional heart aligns itself with your thinking mind and your thinking mind all of those two aligns itself with your spirit my goodness everything that you desire happens why because all three have come together in agreement see the reason why we struggle the reason why we have so much of confusion is because our mind is not aligned with our spirit reality where is our spirit our spirit is seated at the right hand of god far above every power every principalities everything our spirit is completely secured but our mind is not is that right see i'll give you an example right now where are you sitting you're sitting in delhi you're sitting on a sofa and if i asked you to close your eyes and tell you to imagine yourself that you are in kerala will your mind go to kerala of course your mind can go to kerala your mind has a power to travel anywhere it is not limited by your body right similarly your spirit is here but your mind is still on the earthly things the moment your mind aligns itself to the spirit my goodness everything in your life changes everything that you call you experience as life everything radically changes everything absolutely changes so i'm telling you guys if you can align your heart with your mind 
with your thinking mind if you can align it with your spirit and agree upon anything you can receive whatever you desire why because god has already blessed you in the person of jesus with everything that you need for godliness everything so what is that you need to work upon you need to allow god to work upon your heart so that you can take control of your emotions this is the most simplest thing that i can tell you practically if you can take care of your emotions you can take care of your thoughts align your emotions and thoughts with what your spirit desires anything is possible see it's very easy to say amen but i want you to respond to the word from monday to saturday practice this out how do you practice this how do i let my heart be aligned with my thoughts so that whatever my spirit desires becomes a possibility are you listening to this now take with me proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 proverbs 4 23 keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the spring of life now if i had to replace the heart with the emotional mind i'll read it like this keep your emotional mind with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life whatever you call life whatever you are experiencing life is coming out from your heart you don't like what you are experiencing i'm sorry that's what is there in your heart that's why it says guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life whatever you are experiencing as life from monday to saturday you don't like it then change the condition of the heart let god work in your heart the reason why we are not enjoying life is because we are experiencing life which is flowing from our heart and we don't enjoy life because our heart is not in the right place see for example if you're wearing a black you know sunglasses everything that you see is going to be black just like that if your heart is not right everything that you see and experience is going to be like that so whatever you are experiencing you are experiencing people who are abusing you you are experiencing people who use you you are experiencing people who don't appreciate you is it is just reflecting what is there in your heart you abuse yourself you don't you know you don't take yourself you don't value yourself you don't allow yourself to be you know be worthy you you don't think that you're deserving and that's why you think that everybody else around you treats you that way are you listening to me see we want to be so victim minded and we just want to blame everybody for everything you know i only if my boss understood only if my teacher understood only if those these people you know if we we want to change the whole world apart from changing our heart but if you can change your heart your whole world can change instantly because that is what this verse is saying proverbs 422 23 guard your heart for it is a wellspring of life so if you can get your emotions right and your thinking mind agree on the same thing with what your spirit is believing my god nothing nothing is impossible 
isn't that amazing i'll give you a practical tip okay a very important practical tip now you heard this word how do you apply this the question is how do you apply this one exercise is um meditate on god's word when you're meditating on god's word let it give you a picture let it give you a movie see when you're reading a novel is there a movie that's running in your head of course otherwise why would you read a novel right so when you're reading the scriptures let it give you a picture or a movie that you can dwell upon right when you have that picture or movie be so engrossed in that picture or a movies that it will start changing your emotions stay there till it doesn't change your emotions see i used to ask myself how long should i read the bible should i read the bible for half an hour you know 45 minutes one hour how long because sometimes the word will change me instantly sometimes the word will you know i feel like i have to do it for hours and hours for, for me to see some difference right the key is this stay on god's word meditate on god's word meditate on that picture or the movie that you receive when you're meditating stay on it till your emotions are changed if you're stressful and you're reading the word till that stress goes away and you have received it with joy stay there again you become stressful go back to the word what is the picture that you see stay there see one exercise that i have done in my life is psalms 23 i you know i mem i have memorized the entire psalm and i do that when i'm absolutely stressful okay absolutely stressful i meditate on that psalm when i'm lying down i close my eyes the lord is my shepherd i shall not want when i'm confessing that word i'm thinking about i'm a sheep if i was a sheep and god is really a shepherd you know how he'll take care of me that's the movie that's running in my head i imagine myself to be a sheep and i imagine him to be like a shepherd who leads me in green pastures who leads me in you know streams of waters such abundance lush full green that is the picture that i'm thinking about and as i stay in that movie i let that movie change my emotion See when you're watching a movie if you're watching a romantic movie doesn't that movie change your emotion don't you start feeling the pain of the breakup don't you start feeling the pain of the heartache of course you feel it what have you done you just stayed in the movie let it change your emotion you can do that same with the word of god meditate on god's word so that it gives you a picture stay in the picture till it changes your emotion don't give up don't get up till it changes your emotion don't be like the lord is my shepherd i shall not want ah ho gaya chalo the lord is my shepherd i shall not want i have a picture ha theek hai no let it change your emotion that's why take time take time let it change your emotion because once it changes your emotion that is an evidence that you have received it the change in emotion is the evidence that you have received it are you listening to me so how do i know this let's give you this example when i give for example ashish cherian was praying for an iphone iphone 12 and coincidentally i give him a gift iphone 12 so he say oh thank you jesus that you have answered my 
spread. Now, when he has received the gift, how will his emotions be? He'll be excited, joyful, grateful, right? And he'll be on top of the world. Is that right? The change in emotions is what his final destiny was, not the gift in itself. What has really changed in him is the emotions. Now, my question is, can you, can Ashish Sherian get to those emotions without really having that gift? Can he get there? If he can get there, that means he has already received it. See, God is not, you know, see, God, it's not about God. It's about you. Because when you have aligned your heart and your thoughts to the spirit, you have received it instantly. So if your mind, if your thinking mind is aligned, if your thinking mind has thought, man, you know, this is what I am going to work for, I mean, this is what I'm going to receive, then what is really left is your heart. Let God change your heart. See, prayer, this is what, whatever we are talking about is prayer, okay? Meditation is prayer. Prayer is not for you to change God's heart. Prayer is for God to change your heart. Is that right? If prayer is for God to change your heart, then you have to stay there till he changes your heart. Because we are so stubborn that we don't want to change. So you need to stay there in that process. Where you're like, God, I'm not going to give up the seat till you change my heart, till you change my emotions. And as you take that decision, as you allow him to do that, as you surrender, my goodness, your emotions will change. How many of you have been to a worship meeting? You know, you had an amazing worship like, you know, Sharon did. Like hours of worship and, you know, the moment you got out of the worship, you feel like energized. You feel like so strengthened, right? You feel like you're on top of the world. What has happened is you just surrendered and allowed God to change those emotions. See, you don't need music to change your emotion. Sometimes music helps. If music helps, go for it. But you don't always need music to change your emotions. The word is enough. Stay on the word. Meditate on God's word. Let it change your emotions. As you take control of your emotions, as you take control of your emotions, I'm telling you, your life is going to be so different. Is going to be so radically different. Every time. See, the first step is even catching yourself when you have a wrong emotion. That's the first step. If you can catch yourself, why did I just get angry? If you can just catch yourself, that's step number one. You know that you're making some progress. So give a pat on your shoulders and say, you're doing a great job. It's okay. You had a bad emotion, that's okay. Give yourself grace, forgive yourself, move on. But let God change your heart. That's the gospel. May God bless you. Come on. Let's pray. Just take a moment. I, I, I just want you to take a moment. Take a deep breath. Just to calm yourself down. Christ is in you. Your spirit is seated with God at his right hand with Christ. Just think about that picture. And let it change your heart. Let it change your heart. Let go of the stress. Just breathe in his love and breathe out, his, breathe out the stress that you have in your body. Just take a moment. Thank you, Daddy, for this word that 
whenever two or three gather in my name, your presence is here. And Father, we believe that your presence is here. And Father, we believe that we agree that we will learn to surrender our lives so that you can change our hearts. So that everything that we experience as life is how Jesus experiences life. Father, we surrender. We just give in to you. We give our emotions with our all the negative emotions, Father, we just give to you. We are not pretending. We know that you are in the darkness. Let there be light. Let there be your light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.